0: I'm Justin
1: And I'm the Cinemaden We're just three friends
2: Hanging out chatting movies We are the Cinema Guys Welcome to the show Welcome to another episode of the Cinema Guys. This week we're going to have a little bit of a different episode than we normally have. Uh, t- tell us, Brad. Tell us
1: how. Yeah. I what mean, do you mean by
2: different? That's what I'm here for. I am here to let you know Come on, Leader everything. Brad. Tell us
1: what we're doing today. No, he's the host. I'm the host. He's the host. host Brad.
2: <laughs> well, we are talking a indie Irish film called The Letters. Directed by Robbie Walsh. It comes out October twenty ninth. He was gracious enough to we give us a screen for it.
0: To see it early.
2: Yes. So we will be talking that. We won't have any top this this week. Mm. But we are going to Four Or five
0: course meal.
2: Or yeah, the five course reel. Four course yes, reel. Four it. course reel. Which, by the way, I got a few messages and people liked the four-course Yeah, course it was a good reel. idea. it was really cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, Were they from your friends, though? Because it doesn't, uh, what, it doesn't count if we One
0: was it. his son. Yeah, the was other was his other son. <laughs> the other was his wife.
2: <laughs> one of them was... Uh, one, one of his, of his dog our, licked him and was like, and he was like, it oh, must be a yes. One of our patrons said that he liked the four-course reel. Our yeah. patron nerd-revert.
0: Well, if anyone else has any other ideas, they should tell us, because I like doing new things. So it's
3: fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll do more
2: four-course reels from time to time. It was fun. We are also going to talk to the director of the letters, Robbie Walsh. That
3: is super
0: cool.
2: And then we'll end with at-home recommendations.
1: At-home recommendations.
0: (laughs) Which you usually don't have any of. But you're excited to sing the song. Yeah.
1: I always sing the song.
2: (laughs) All right. So we're starting off with our discussion on the letters.
1: Wait. What letters?
2: The
0: scarlet ones.
2: Not the scarlet ones. For those who, you know, you may not know what it's about. It's set during the backdrop of the cervical check scandal in Ireland, which I did not know about. I had to look it up. Yeah, same. And tells the story of three women in different walks of life who are given mere weeks to live because their checks, their cervical checks were incorrect. Yeah. So they, they ended up getting canceled.
0: So it's just following three different stories of three yes, women correct. who... You jump in towards the end of them having cancer and dying from it.
2: It doesn't give you that full lead up like they're... It kind of sets up the story of these three women and what lives they live in. And then it kind of quickly goes downhill. We have Sam who has multiple kids and she's struggling to make ends meet. She has to borrow a lot of money from some some shady people, some from... I, I think it was bank loans i don't know yeah
0: it was it was really difficult to tell who how how many people she owed money yeah, to and yeah who she was owed collecting. a lot of money that was all part of it where i was like oh is i didn't realize because it felt so old world yes which is probably exactly true it just i was like oh i don't the world doesn't operate like that that i knew i was like they're coming to your house to, to, to,
2: to get to col- collect? well I, I think some of them were you no know, they were like gangster type or like money people and then we had mary who was taking care of her mother with alzheimer's Mm. and then our final one was cleona who was a young professional
0: we already filmed the entire episode and then we talked to two of the cast members and the director and then we felt that our episode was not worth no sharing because what they said was so good We shouldn't edit any of it and let's just let them talk. I agree. Because we get to ask any questions we were talking about anyways. Otherwise, we were just sitting there like, you know, making up answers to questions we didn't really have answers to. And so
2: we had more questions than anything else as we were talking about the movie. And everything in our interview with them, it it, it was much better than any discussion we had. And we want them to kind of just take the platform. So we're just going to play the interview for you in this episode instead of of a full breakdown of what we usually do. Before we jump in the interview, do each of you want to just give just a quick thought on the film of what what you thought of it?
0: Yeah, mine was I, you know, I really enjoyed it was but it was a very hard watch. It was one of those films where this happens to me quite often I guess, where I had no idea that this was going on in the world and before our interview with them, I was assuming most people didn't know about it, but listening to them, it seems like in Ireland it's very well known. And that's crazy to me that something like this is very well known in a whole country and not known at all here. So yeah, it was very eye-opening, very moving, and definitely a harder watch, but but definitely worth it.
1: I would agree. I thought it was a really, really good film. It was well made. It was very beautiful, but it was also very difficult to watch as a woman, watching what these women are going through, thinking that your pap smear is good, your check is good, and then finding out that you're dying because the the test was wrong or, or something happened. It was just very difficult to watch, but it was so well done. It was such a great movie.
2: It was. Like, I didn't know going in what, what to expect. Like you said, Justin we had no idea that that this happened over here. So hearing the story of kind of things that happen over there and these three stories of these, these three women, it was just, it was very well done very powerful, especially the two women we get to talk to in the interview Anne and in Kathleen, their story hit me the hardest. I thought it was the hardest to watch, but overall, like I really enjoyed the movie and thought it was really well done. All right, so let's just from here on, we're just gonna roll into our interview. So we'll let them take it away and we'll be back on the other side for some at home recommendations. You
4: look so pretty. <laughs> oh, your hair is all clean. Mm-hmm, skiddermarink, skiddermarink, I love you. <laughs> skiddermarink, skiddermarink, I love you. I love you in the morning and in the afternoon. I love you in the evening underneath the moon. moon. Skidderink a dink a dink.
2: You heard our thoughts on the letters. And now we get to talk to the people who made the letters. I want to bring in, I am so happy to introduce Robbie Walsh, Ann Russell, and Kathleen Yeats, the director and two of the stars from the letters. I want to thank you for coming. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. How did you, you know, come across, you know, this topic to make a movie off of?
5: I knew when I was seeing bits and pieces in the media, I was, I was rather than be, I was appalled by it, but more than that, I was I was scared and terrified of what was happening. So when my film Eden was going into cinemas, which again was about the homeless situation, I knew that I wanted to make a, a film about this subject matter, but it's not only about this subject matter, we get back to that. I knew that if I was going to make this film, I had to make it different and impactful and when eden came out the very next day i sat down with my my the guy who my long-term producer philip mccrory and uh three other people then separately and i said here's the film i want to do here's what it's going to look like here's the imagery that's going to happen in the film are you on board or are you not um of course philip was straight away he didn't even let me finish he's like whatever you're doing i'm, I'm doing it with you then, of course, we got uh, Robbie Kane and, and Davy Gilnet on board as well. And, of course, I went on to the casting then and just started constructing the whole film around the cast. And as Kathleen and Anne will tell you, there was a lot of improv involved and a lot of just letting the actors do, do what they do. But it was definitely a subject matter that was really at the forefront of Ireland's mind. And it was something that I really wanted to... Get out there and just throw them in people's faces, you know.
0: Sorry, <laughs> I hope that's. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. was that was one of the things I was saying last night. Is uh, you know how sort of dumb I feel as like we were me and Ashley watching together. We we're like, what happened? I, how did this happen? Like, who does like? We were so amazed. Like amazed that this could happen and I was like want did this place take place in like the 60s or something like no this is mm. now that you could do that and that it it happens and I that took me a second to just get through like we misdiagnosed and how come we've never heard this story how come no one's ever you know told us this so I mean that was why I was super glad to watch it because what twice yesterday I was having conversation with people being like, Hey, did you know that this happened in Ireland? And, um, and they're like, no. And they're like, where can I see this movie? And I was like, I don't know where you can see it yet. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> coming up. But, uh, but no, I, it's it's one of those things where I was sort of just flabbergasted and felt dumb that, mean, why, why didn't I know about this? Why didn't, why isn't this talked about? Right.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, but there's a lot of subjects that we touch um, on and, it's why specifically I why want Kathleen and Anne today to talk because there's, this, there's, a, there's, an, there's a sort of a layer of the film that Kathleen and Anne touch on mm-hmm. as well that, that we kind of address in a kind of almost subliminal way. But the Irish people will get it. Hopefully, the more people watch it overseas, the more they'll ask about it. But sure, I'll, I'll leave that to Kathleen and Anne to talk about. It. Mm-hmm.
2: C- Kathleen and Anne, I mean, how your experience on this film with with your story, and I will say, your story was the for me the hardest to watch.
4: Yeah, it's an unflinching. I think emotionally unflinching, and I I, I love Robbie's courage uh, and encouraged all of us to pursue things as um, as we would know it really was out of respect for the people that have been through it people through the cervical cancer scandal and then in our particular line we have i have a mother who has an aging mother who has alzheimer's um but as you hear i'm my I'm accent to american people i sound irish but my accent is actually american with irish influence so i've been in ireland since 1999 so to irish people i sound very american so robbie very kindly came to me and said I want you to do this part. And this character will have grown up in the United States and come to Ireland. And he came up with this idea that I was born in what they call the mother and baby homes in Ireland, which is where the unwed mothers would have been sent to basically more or less as slave labor. Um, and their children would have been taken away from them and farmed out uh, for adoption in the United States. <clears throat> so the plot line was that my character came back to Ireland to find her mother uh, and has had a, lo- a few years with her mother. I'm talking too much, Anna. I don't need to let you get in here. But, <laughs> um, you know, that I found my mother. This is from my character's perspective. <laughs> I found my mother. We had a couple of years together, and then, unfortunately, she got Alzheimer's. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, unfortunately, I also got cervical cancer. So, but this is quite... I think anyone who lives past the age of 40 will know someone who's going through something similar, having physical health difficulties in middle age, as well as caring for a parent in various ways. Um, what do you think, Anne?
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what's, it's interesting that you say that you found our, our particular story the most harrowing. Doing it, um In a way, this sounds probably stupid, but it was actually really easy. And I think that was down to Robbie. Kathleen and I know each other for quite a while and that helps. And there was, you know, it didn't seem to be hard work. And Maybe it's just easy for me to (laughs) be down, you know, we we won't go there. But, uh, you know, Robbie made, it was a very relaxed kind of atmosphere, which there was no pressure, you know, it just seemed to kind of evolve, you know, there wasn't this huge anxiety around portraying something. And I think because Kathleen and I know each other so well, and there was great trust, I certainly had no um, problem with that. And Mm -hmm. it all just seemed to kind of be a very relaxed for, for given the subject matter, um, it could have been terribly angst ridden and everything. And it, didn't it didn't feel that way it just felt that we were working towards something that was really important and as there were so many layers within it and i can't wait to see it even though i find it very scary to watch myself <laughs> <laughs> but um you know because it's such an important thing it's it's such an important issue but it's also it's not just issues in an abstract sense. It's about people and people going mm. through real trauma. And because we know it's so bloody real, you know. Mm. Um, wow. And it's it's going on constantly. And Ireland's a great little country, but it's a great little country for covering up stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm. And that's why I think that this is so important. And it's similarly with the, the homeless, the film, uh, the Eden about homelessness, Jesus, we could talk till the cows come home about it, you know. And I know it's not a unique problem to Ireland, but um, the homeless issue, but it's for a small little country with with a small population. It's just unbelievable. And then when you have the situation that Robbie described and this is dealt with in the film and the layers within that it's a scandal it's it, and i don't understand why we're not more outraged really it's almost mm. like we've become mm. shell-shocked from so many scandals with mother mm. and baby homes and uh off oh, crime. so yeah. then
0: by that when this film it, it hasn't aired in ireland yet right
5: no not yet 20 noage work
0: do films have a tendency to create outrage do they have a tendency to Will people be mad at this film? Will people be too affected? Like, what will be? What What is your desire to guess out? What do you want the, the public to feel? Uh, obviously, awareness. But you know, will they be upset? Will they do something? I, think
3: like I I like people to get angry. I think you know, there's a lot for us to get angry about. You know, sure. Mm-hmm. Because we read
4: the, we read the newspapers. We hear numbers, yep. ages. You know um but this story is told in a very personal way like with three yeah. following three women and very different different kinds of women different socioeconomic backgrounds uh different cultures you know um so it, it's it's a very personal intimate kind of story and i think one of the things i loved was i mean when robbie said this is a this is a female driven film you know and he's a male director male filmmaker and um he was really Mm. conscious of that and very giving and very receptive and really listened to the actors and collaborated with him at the same time he had a clear vision of exactly how he wanted to tell the story uh in 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 the the aesthetics of it um in the pace of Mm. it and the tone and everything and how he was going to shoot it um, but he gave a lot of freedom to the actors. And I think when Anne was talking about it was easy, it was easy for us to work. Everyone's yeah. really collaborative on set. All Everybody he brought on board was really collaborative, really inventive, creative, committed to the subject. And I think everyone is so conscious and respectful of the women that actually went through this, that we had, we felt that responsibility to do it well.
3: And Robbie really did create that atmosphere you know, where you felt that kind of freedom to, to work, to suggest, to, to think about things, you know? Um, and I think that was, that was why it felt the way it felt.
0: Um, here's a question real quick, uh, and this might be naive, but it was something Ash and I were talking about, uh, especially in your character, Robbie, which was the worst character. Um, I mean, when I, we actually didn't know you were the director when we were watching it. Uh, we didn't know what you looked like until later. And we were because we were just like, this guy is... (laughs) uh, But but as we were watching, (laughs) one of our real questions were, are women really, (laughs) I mean, treated like that in a public way still in Ireland? Because one thing we were saying is certainly women are mistreated here as well by male patriarchy, but it's usually not so... Wait. blatant and you know are women protected in the workplace sort of thing or questions we have which I know the film isn't really talking about but that was one thing that really popped up to us like wait a minute you can't talk to people like that in the workplace but uh is that a thing um
5: I I can't really attest to whether it's happening in the in the you know to women in Ireland but that scene itself kind of represents it kind of represents an international thing um because it goes on everywhere i mm. spoken like that When in in jobs where I've had to sit down, I was in the military and I was working in in normal jobs, and I've sat down in front of two or three managers who spoke to you like that because some people get a little power trip and they run with it, Mm -hmm. and that happens from the local stamp collecting club right up. But it really does address. I hate using this term, this toxic masculinity. I don't think that's a very. I don't. I don't like that term because there's just sociopaths in the world and there's people that know how to manipulate others and they know how to push people's buttons in a very Mm. passive aggressive way. And that scene itself represents people who do that. Mm. And, and cleanest character, the, the, the Sarah Carroll, brilliant Sarah Carroll represents that whole majority of, of, of people that can't speak up for themselves or too afraid or too intimidated. And and that's what he represented. Um and when he were eating it's it's sort of the the elite, the pigs at the trough kind of thing, and knowing that, oh, let them eat cake, which is why he him and his publicist at cake and you know, we had um in, in, he also had the, the dynamic of Ashlyn O'Neill, who's a fantastic actress, um almost defending him and enjoying that kind of power trip almost. There's so much going on in that sequence and didn't bring something up to me which I'm, I'm kind of... I don't know if I'm, if, if I'm happy you didn't bring it up to me or not. It was the clock in the background. I don't know if I even noticed that. I was hoping someone would ask me about it. Uh, what's the clock in the background? Tell me. So I have a clock deliberately not moving in the background of that entire scene. <sighs> And a lot of people who bring it up with me and they say, why is the clock broke? The clock is broke. I'm like, well, you're focused on the most minuscule problem. The huge problem going on That's in the world. And you have wow. these, these guys, these elite kind of people picking on someone who may look like they have their stuff together, but they're not. They're emotionally weak. And these guys are taking full advantage of them, Yet You can just concentrate on the thing. clock. And the clock doesn't move because yeah. uh, this one character who's trapped in time right now and just wants to get out, uh, which is Sarah's character, you know? But it's, it's definitely, you know, that guy, I mean, that guy, that character was meant to be played by a very prominent Irish actor who let us down. Like at the last minute, and we had to we literally had to step in the day before, like you know, and go. I right, will have to do this myself because not find. Day Lewis is a second jerk. You
0: know, he just <laughs> doesn't show up sometimes. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, dude, you, you nailed did a that great part. Job. I would
1: have never known.
0: We were probably not focused on the clock because we were mad, yelling at each other the whole time. I was going to say that. Who's this guy?
1: <laughs> I was going to say that. I was not focused on the clock because I was real pissed. Well, even
0: the cake and Sorry, tea, it, was, it wasn't even that you were eating cake and tea. Was like, they just asked this woman to go get them tea. Like well, oh, it also it
1: was the cake that she had saved for that other guy's birthday. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the secretary lady had clearly given. Uh, I was just all around irritated. And you did a good job because I was irritated. So that's a kudos <laughs> to you.
5: <laughs> Kathleen was my acting coach. That's how me and Kathleen got to know each other. And oh, wow. wow. Anne and yeah,
4: Anne Anne was
5: one of the, <laughs> the heads of Equity Ireland, which is the union um, for actors over in Ireland. And um Anne, when Anne through Kathleen, because Kathleen, I was like, Kathleen, I need someone to play your mum. And she was like, Well, do you know, Anne Russell. I said, I've heard we're unfamiliar with our theatres.
4: He's very no. young. I said, well, we're She's shooting in black and black. white. I said, So
5: we can, make, we can age her. And I sat with Anne, and Anne was like, I have to think about this. I was like, oh, God. And then she was like, yeah, I can do it. And I was like, great. So then I had the mom and daughter thing. But anyway, sorry, that's, again, a long-winded answer. Be quiet.
1: I want to get to the, the most important question that I have is The Last Supper. Okay. Oh, that's my question. It is your question, but it's the one I can't stop thinking about.
0: <laughs> we actually paused it so we could sit there
1: <laughs> and, look,
0: and at look at who's where and why they're seated, sat where they were seated. I, um but yeah, I wait. I that that scene. Uh, what a way to end it! And anyway, I'd love for you to tell me what all went into it because I had a ton of different theories, but I'm sure they're all wrong.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, tell us your theories and, <laughs> and myself and Kathleen well, He'll tell you if you're right. So <laughs> the, the film is a raw shark test. You're going to identify with whatever <laughs> oh, part of the film you that's, identify that's, with. Yeah. You know?
4: Yeah
0: well so i was interested in why each person was sat where they were because usually when you see a last supper scene um people represent like, there's the christ figure there's the judas figure there's the, the sons of thunder there's the peter like everyone usually means something so like here they'll do it a lot with like some of our silly shows like i remember uh sons of anarchy for some reason that one always pops in my head but like you know, the traitor in the film is always going to sit where Judas is. And so we, I was just interested in like, okay, why is this person, the, the Christ here? And I, I was wondering if I was reading too much into it, like, oh, does, does everyone have a purposeful spot? Or is this just saying, hey, this is the last, this is it, like this is done. Um, I feel like it's not that. I feel like it's way more than that. So I, I want to know because I I, I don't. I don't. <laughs>
5: Yeah, uh, um there are elements of what you're saying in the final sequence, with the lone shark uh being uh Judas as far as I know. Um, the lone shark. yeah. And then you have Mary Murray um in the center who mm-hmm. was the mom, of course, with the four children. Mm-hmm. And she of course I mean, if you if you take literal what, you know, the literal Catholic meaning of, you know, I'm the life feed for me, or drink from my cup and whatnot. It, it, that I mean, could that could represent the mother, the womb of the of the woman that continually gives life mm. and gives and perpetuates the the human race going forward? And I think, in a literal sense, it's not eat some bread. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it is like uh, the mother, and that's why you had horror. And uh, there's a little bit more like. Um, with, with the kids going on with the two kids to our left and um, acting shocked mm-hmm. and wanting to know what she's getting up to. And, and then you do that girl, we added the selfie in more for dramatic effect than mm-hmm. anything else, you know? But so that was much as I, I can give you on it. Like, no, it's um, good. It's really,
0: it was a very powerful.
5: I love the fact that you, I mean, the idea that you can come up and draw your own conclusions on it is, is, is another huge aspect of why I, I I want to frame the shots the way I do and put the shots forward the way I do. You know, because I love letting people kind of create their own idea and be creative about someone else's work. and Essentially, you're creating your own version of the film then, you know?
0: Yeah. Another one I had is the three women's stories um, were all women, and not that this is a big deal at all, but I just noticed that all women without a male presence well, I, the one, they had the nurse who was like the only uh, good uh, man in the film, I feel like. But there wasn't, none of them had, uh, I, 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 I'm trying to think of a better word than like breadwinner or just someone who was there to, to help them. And obviously that was on purpose. But is that representative of the 106 women in this story? Like, were they all pretty much on their own? Was there anyone who did have help with a spouse or something?
5: Oh goodness, no! I mean, my God! I mean, a, a lot of the a lot of the people who disaffected. I mean, that that so, like one of the main women, her husband is a, is a spearhead in the campaign about exposing it. You know, and mm. um, it was just I really wanted, I, I just I really wanted that female presence front and centre because it is a. a it's a woman story. It's a, story. it's a story for women. That's what I wanted. I wanted mm. incredible actors. I've always admired in Ireland that I wanted to work with, constantly work with. And I wanted them front and center, no distractions. Even the guy who plays um, the North, John Connors, huge name in Ireland. He was delighted to come on and just be, just say yeah, Robbie, you're happy just to be the supporting guy here and, and Wow. And help out, you know, and we just left at that. And I just wanted the the the, the women to be just front and center, doing a spectacular job I knew they can do, you know. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. So I, I really want to throw this over to Kathleen and Anne now. Because they said <laughs> yeah, it. no,
0: totally.
3: Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, I'm enjoying when you started talking about the Last Supper scene, I got goosebumps all over. I don't know why. It's just there's something about it, mm. and the way it was choreographed and everything. It was, yeah. it was fascinating. It's also
4: interesting because while a lot of us um, might know each other peripherally, um, because the film has three different strands of the through the three different lives of the three women, we didn't work together. I, I didn't work with the other women. Um, so we didn't, didn't think that. see yeah. each other yeah. all yeah. together yeah. Yeah. until that.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I I always forget about that when it comes to film, like that, how much people are really together and not. It's, yeah. That's a, that's a huge that's a huge thing to think about. Yeah,
3: that's why I'm I'm dying to see it as well. You know, I'm dying. to
0: haven't I, I haven't seen the
5: picture. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. No, <laughs> no, no. you're going to see it when you're going to see it Wednesday. So you get to see it I, on the huge Odeon screen. So.
3: Oh my God! <laughs> <gotta> screen, Jesus! <laughs>
4: really? the big press screening. Press so, screen Kathleen, do you Wednesday. still
0: does your mom live with you?
4: My mother. No, it was my father who had Alzheimer's. Um, yeah. I know he's passed, passed on um, mm-hmm. uh, about four, four years ago. Um, but I moved to Ireland, so I wasn't living with him with Alzheimer's, but mm-hmm. I would spend chunks of weeks over there caring for him, uh, along with my siblings, trading off, you know. Um, so I spent a lot of time taking care of him uh, through, th- through the final phase until he passed on. Um,
0: yeah, terrible, you did such a good job of disease. making me and, or us both feel the burden and the heaviness of it yeah. uh, to where we, we stopped a couple of times just mm-hmm. to have conversations going, could you do this? Like, could you do this with your parents? Like, yeah. do you have the capacity? Do you have the, uh, and it, it's a hard question and you did such a good job of carrying yeah the weight of, I mean. The weight of there's another storyline going on with uh, cancer, but this one, you just I mean, I half the time I go back and forth between, oh, yeah, this isn't just about this woman and her mom. This is also about these other things like it's it you really just made me feel a lot for that. And so it, yeah. just well done. Both of you guys. Well done.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. We we tried to. When I was talking to Robbie, I said, "Here's a, some. Here's a bunch of things that has hap- that happened with me and my dad, you know." And along with his research and everything, um, he selected what he thought would be the right balance mm. for this particular film to tell this story.
2: I, I know he, Robbie, it said that he, you know let you somewhat improvise some things. Like, were there a lot of those scenes that you just kind of you know? Here's the script. This is kind of what it is. And then you guys just kind of took over mm. with your experience of like, okay, this is kind of how it was, like what I remember.
4: Yeah. It was sequence of events. So Robbie would say, here's where we are. Here's what I think will happen in the scene. But this was after many conversations, pre-production conversations, you know. So we would have development conversations about what may or may not happen. And then we get onto the set and Robbie says, here's what I think it is. Some, there was a couple of parts, like our last scene and is pretty – yeah. scripted, yeah. that part is, was quite scripted, um, and but other scenes were sort of like, here's what we think happens, first this happens, then that happens, and then we do a little blocking rehearsal, get the camera um, in place, but the lines, word How for good. word, were not scripted, um, which gave an immediacy, and I think that's one of the challenges on film sometimes, you, know, you don't have a lot of time, even in a high, big budget film. There's not a lot of time, process yeah. time. There's like coming with your lines learned. Um, we have this much time to shoot this scene. Whereas when you get to that medium ground between scripted and, and compl- it's not freely improvised, whatever goes, goes, but it's sort of, you have the freedom to really connect to the other actors, really respond moment to moment and just hit yeah. the points as they've yeah, been set. Absolutely. And if you're a good actor's, I was going to say, I have a great actor to work with in so many of my scenes because mm-hmm. uh, you just be present in the scene and if the other actor's really skilled and they're really present like you were, and you know, it's just play.
3: It was just a, a, um, a great atmosphere I felt between us, you know. There was give and take and give and take, you know. It just just worked. It seemed to work. Yeah, I had um, my my mother died in a nursing home with um, some form of dementia. You know the way you never really know. It is very very painful because you do lose the person before you lose the person. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's mm-hmm. the hardest part of it, really. Uh, yeah, um, it, was, it,
5: it was it was strange mm-hmm. because when I approached Kathleen, like I hadn't known anything about. Um, a personal um, experience with it and we sat down and I said look here's the idea I have for this character um, and I'd really love you to play this role and um, here's what happened for it her, here's where I think you might go and here's where we can fit your accent in I was only when Catherine and Quinn had kind of told me then well this is what happened and it's very close to home I don't know I mean it, it it's just it was a strange one and um, But again, I have to, as a director, I just kind of remove myself and I kind of say to these actors, "Look, I mean, here's the constructed scene. Here's where I'd like it to go." And with someone like Kathleen and Anne, you kind of have to just let it. You can't tell someone you have to stick with this script because it doesn't work. Then it becomes robotic. And the the more free you allow it to happen, like the, the camera is going to follow the performance. The camera's going to rest on 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 someone, no matter what. Like if you have a scene with two people and someone's a fucking garbage actor, don't worry about it because the camera is not going to rest on them. And even if they're talking or if they've been talking to, the camera's going to go to the person who's good, no matter what. I mean, you know what I mean? If it's as simple as that and as complicated as that. So when I had these two fantastic people, I didn't even know about Anne's moment until this moment. Like, you just, you have to just allow the actor to be the actor. And the camera is going to just get it. It's going to follow them no matter what. And, I mean, the performances were, were really great, brilliant and phenomenal. I
3: mean, mm-hmm. I
5: couldn't be happier. So I and mean, it's horrible even to say that I couldn't be happier. It's uncomfortable to say that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you've yeah. done the art form justice, and I think you've done the picture justice. Hopefully, we got it right, and people will watch it. And mm.
0: uh, hey, that that audio clip that was in the middle um, is that was that something hard to come by, or was that a, is that a well-known recording that people had heard before? Or because uh, I, I loved that being in the middle, it added so much power to the film.
5: Yeah, I mean, Anne doesn't know about that. <laughs> I don't think, and Kathleen hasn't heard it yet. <laughs> I
4: haven't heard Sorry. it. I heard <laughs> that Not it either. I mean, no. <laughs> I knew it's. I knew it's yeah. in there, so but I didn't.
5: I, it's. Um, yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah. It's a real interview with the girl. The one of the victims whose husband is one of the, the who spearheads some of the the uh, campaigns here, um, and it's, it's very difficult to listen to
2: it was difficult i agree and i i love how you put it in where the whole first part of the movie is you're setting up these three women their lives what's going on you put in this clip and then after that it's okay now you you're seeing the back half where you're seeing mm-hmm. a decline of them and and everything in their lives kind of steamrolling on top and it it it, it was it yeah was great. It,
5: it, uh, i need, we needed to show how with Anne and Kathleen's story, I don't know if this applies, but we needed to show how the mundane in people's lives became impossible. So, Kathleen had explained to me like it, there has to be routine going on between the, in, within the dynamic of their two characters, but when that routine comes almost impossible to maintain just because you're like Kathleen's character now faces her own mortality um, and does not know how long she has. Anne's character is completely oblivious to it all. You know? Yeah. So we, we needed to get that right and immediate and straight in straight into people's faces that, you know, here it is now. Um, and I'll, I'll finish real quick. So, and Kathleen thought, when I was putting the film together, I approached, um, Jim Sheridan, and I asked him to watch the picture and he watched it and loved it. And he gave me his voice. He says, you need to put this at the beginning of the film and this at the end. Because I couldn't figure out what I wasn't getting right. And what Jim was telling me was, you need to let the audience in on the secret from the start. Mm. And then what happens is the characters are the only ones among everybody that doesn't know what's happening. Which means we're in on the secret. The people looking at it around on the secret. So then all of a sudden becomes this voyeuristic, realist film. And the only people that don't know is Anne and Kathleen and the other characters. So that when we do get eventually get to the second half of the picture, it becomes that more impactful because we've been expecting it. And then, of course, there's shots in the scene, within the film that when the characters realise what's happening to them, we get that straight down the barrel thing where it's like, why did Jews allow this to happen? Why did, why is nobody doing that about this? You know,
0: how much time passed between when women received the letter to to death or in, in the film, uh, how much time is passing? Because we were guessing like you could say a week, you could say a day, you could say, you know, we we were, we didn't know.
5: It's a, in in real life. It was it was years. They went years without being told. And mm-hmm. um, one woman in particular, um, she had gone for tests, and then she wasn't informed of the real results for like three or four years. And at that stage, it developed to the point where there was nothing they could do, she just had time. And um, yeah, I I'm not really want to get into the political aspect of it
4: because the doctors were discouraged. That we're told directly not to tell the women that the previous test was wrong. Um, so, oh yeah, women are still dying from this, you know. That's, I thought this was like a one-and-done um, like, discovery, but that's wild.
5: Oh no. Oh. Right, yeah. And again, there's a, there's a thing at the end of the film that tells that there's more increase now into odor. um So the, the thing is called cervical check. Um and again, I have to kind of really emphasize that this is a fictional story.
1: Fictional yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, we don't know. We don't yeah. know any of this mm-hmm. as a, a, the real life. Any of it. So yeah. we're just finding out about this. Laura. And there,
5: there is, there is artistic mm-hmm. license taken with with some of the, some of the scenes. And um, mm-hmm. it really for creative and artistic. You have to take as a filmmaker. You have to yeah. do these things, which. Again, Mm. without giving too much away, like when you see the film, people will get it. They'll know it's going to be okay. Well, you know, obviously, that's obviously exaggerated, but it represents something. Like, like nosebleed, for example, Mm. wouldn't have been a symptom, but the nosebleed in the film kind of uh, represents Mm. the stain on the society that allowed this to happen. You know, Mm. and and the nose, like as as a visual. Kind of aid Mm -hmm. of showing how people are health descending. It's an unintentional nosebleed. It's within film, it's used all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like that, I mean, that wouldn't have been a symptom, but we Mm -hmm. had to agree on something that was going to really emphasize that, oh my God, this this is happening now, you know?
0: Wait, and whoever did your sound effects, man, especially, I think it was your. T- you two scene in the bathroom where uh th- it was you know I, I just told you i was watching all these horror films and sometimes there's a scene that you just don't want to look at this was more i didn't i could i was like this sounds so i mean well done but so hard to hear because the sickness was just there and uh man it was it was very <laughs> it's very difficult to listen to uh the sound effects were really well done
5: that's polly doing yeah Paulie's great
1: uh, The guys, is the in the screen. Justin and I, um, mostly Justin and I, we always look at the Bechdel test to make sure, like, see which films, how many films we watch pass the test. And obviously yours passes the test. And there aren't many that we get to watch that do pass it. And so as a woman, I would like to thank you for <laughs> having a lot of females interact with each other. Without having a lot of male interaction or male male drives to it, so thank you. Yeah. thank
5: you. <laughs> but for me, I, I don't understand it. It's a no-brainer. I've like, just, just yeah, seen yeah, the, but... the performance of the, of the women in the film. I mean, even the yeah. four kids are great, and Mary Murray is a phenomenal. Uh, sorry, phenomenal. I mean, like, I mean Sarah Carroll does mm. everything without doing anything. Like, it's a no-brainer. I mean, that just brilliant actors i mean i don't understand
4: the women are so different each of them is so different and yeah so so i think yeah. i don't want to give too much away but um yeah there, there are definitely not mm-hmm. a significant other that's yeah. hanging there next to them
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that you do such a good job of you know we didn't talk about the other kids much because <laughs> they're not present with us but the um mm-hmm. with the three girls the three kids cool. uh Four was it Oh geez i have three and that's a lot i can't imagine i'm four um but like in i mean scene one i as a parent of three was like oh my gosh kids are so blah 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 blah. blah. like it's i mean that on not even thinking about sickness is just enough to make you want to pull your hair out anyway so you just really established
4: <laughs> great.
0: the heaviness of each one really it. Really one, crazy. it was scary yeah
4: yeah
2: as we wrap it up, I, I want to thank Robbie, Ann, and Kathleen for talking to us. And anyone listening, please see the letters if you get a chance if, when it's in your area. And before the three of you go, is there anything you, besides the letters, would like to, to plug? Any, any, anything we should go see of yours or anything else?
3: Kathleen, I think you you've
4: something, haven't you? Oh yeah, I'm up, I'm in a play it's a place called Smock Alley Theatre the first week of November uh, in Dublin, and um, I'm going to be in a TV series about the acting process that starts November second as well. So November, uh, October,
3: November is going to be crazy. crazy. Um, I just got some money from the Guards Council, which is nothing short of miraculous. <laughs> After all the years <laughs> in the business, they finally gave me some money. But now I've actually got to produce something to justify <laughs> the money they've given me. Oh. So I'm working on that at the moment. <laughs> yeah.
2: And Robbie?
5: Check the movie. Go watch the movie when it goes in. It'll go into mm-hmm. cinemas in Ireland on the 29th and then hopefully an international release. But we'll be going online probably streaming before it gets into any cinemas internationally because
2: okay that so is just just watch yeah. for it here anyone who listens okay. here in the united states watch for it and if you're in ireland go yeah. see it exactly
0: hey and you guys Thank did you. an amazing yes. job it was really well done uh and if, and we didn't talk about it much but the film was a beautifully shot film i love the <laughs> black and white choice um yes. and when you use color we didn't I talk sweet. about that but still very Bye. beautiful so- and you guys are beautiful. It was very well done. Yes. So thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, so much. Of it was a big like, I why wow. didn't you know? I I wanted. I'm glad I know about this now. I can talk about yeah. it um because you know it's just something we didn't know. So thank you so much. Maybe our paths will cross again in the future. Yes. Uh, yeah, Hopefully. absolutely. I'll, I'll reach
5: out to you guys in the future and let you all know what's going on and.
4: Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much,
2: guys. Thanks very much, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Go seek out the letters. All right, let's move into at home recommendations. How many do you have for us this week, Justin? Uh, 14. You're doing doing the (laughs) 31 days.
0: (laughs) No, I'm just saying. I have watched. He's um, doing, doing the a 30, horror film a 31
2: day. Thirty-one days of uh, horror.
0: Which I will say, Brad, it has given me an appreciation for this genre of film, and I feel like when I'm done, I'm like, man, I've logged thirty-one new horror films. And you're doing one. I'll probably you've never log seen. more than thirty because I'm already four ahead of today, and it's been really fun. I definitely, they're definitely with the ones that. The, there's categories and they all fall into some category. There's oh, not yeah. there's not many gray ones. Like oh, it's a zombie one. This is a, you know, home invasion one. This is a monster one. The croco- like we watch these crocodile ones. So if I start to feel dark, I will go watch like Crawl or The Pool. I'm like, "Okay, these aren't dark scary, the world is evil and wants to kill me."
2: If you want to dig the bottom of the barrel, most of the horror I'm doing this month is, oh, on, is on Tubi, yes. which is a I, free
0: streaming so series. So I've decided that that kind, <laughs> the like I want to make a really bad movie on purpose for fun, I think that that probably is a lot of fun. Those are not my favorites.
1: You mean like the evil bong versus the ginger dead man?
2: Yes. I, I haven't got to that one yet. That's a good one. I did. I did watch or all Zombievers. the Ginger Deadman movies, uh, and I watched the first Evil Bong, but I haven't watched any of The yet. first
1: Evil Bong is absurd.
2: It, it very much so. Yeah, Psycho Goreman was absurd. Psycho Goreman is the most entertaining film of the. year. It
0: was like if
1: I, you know, you just okay. You just at said the Comic Con. The last movie at the Comic
0: Con. If you took Malignant? all the like so no. amateur costume makers oh God. and said, okay, hey, all of you guys who made a costume, take what you got right now, go in the room, make a movie about that, about just your individual costumes, and then come out. That's what Psycho Gorman was. No. Ridiculous. One was like a brain... It didn't even look like a brain. It was like a the realistic a brain. it like, like three. It looked teams. like Fry guy from McDonald's, <laughs> and they like painted it p- pink or something. It. No. And it. it was like whoa. Like it was again. Like I said, I'm not going to bash that you like this
2: movie. I will, but you have now, seen it. He won't. He repeatedly. won't bash that I like this movie, but he'll bash no. color out of
0: space.
1: <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: No. Yeah, color out. It's not about <laughs> you liking a <the> film. <laughs> it's how much you like them that is I absurd would have to me. To it's like I've watched this twenty times. Like, why? There are so many other things that you haven't seen, and you're yeah. choosing to watch this because, one 20 times. Because it's just not that good.
2: This is this Try is my this is my color out of space for the year. Let me let me put it that way. Holy sh I have seen it. Nine. But times. what? So what? What do you? He's what do you seen it like? nine
1: times. When Justin. you watched
0: it for your eighth time, what are you like hoping to grab?
2: I I still laugh. Like That's my, a, my you favorite. Still laugh? C- oh yeah, my favorite scene is with the dad in the bathroom when his head pops up and he's giving him directions and he just keeps coming back. Like I I I'm almost in tears laughing at that scene almost every time. And then the bio cop guy when he hands her the letter to, to just kill me. Like I find it all funny. I find all of it funny i think
0: if maybe the acting was better if it didn't look like it was shot on a hand cam <laughs> then i might find humor I, or,
2: or the song frick yeah or uh, but the thing is so i get
0: the difference is just so like you know i really liked velocipaster i thought it was really funny but i sat and watched it a second time with my kids and i was like oh i cannot watch this again like i thought it was really funny the first time it was, there was some good jokes landed <laughs> really well I wouldn't ever watch it again. So the, that's this, this one, I was like, all the, right. The jokes land watch for it. me every time. So. Oh, man. Do you like Weird Al? Hell yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> all right, it all makes sense now.
2: If you like Weird Al, you'll like Psycho Well, because, you know,
0: everyone thinks that a couple Weird Al songs every now and then are cool. Oh, yeah, beat it, eat it. That's funny. No one wants to sit and listen to it all the time. Or I like buy say, a CD. I,
2: I don't sit and listen to it all the time. I said but yeah, CD. I, I like do I'm a old. <laughs> buy a CD. Music. And Brad's like, "Is that tape?" All right.
1: So what? Brad tired of being picked on.
0: I'm not. I'm trying to be it's, sympathetic.
2: It's not an episode of the Cinema Guy. No, if Brad doesn't get picked on. I
0: really feel bad because sometimes we dig in too right? deep, and I'm trying to be sympathetic to it. This one is that one was just absurd. You okay.
1: know, Brad, you can't blame us for your. And even opinions. my 12 year
0: <laughs> no my 13 year old was like, th- who loves horror films. Love, man. He me and him watched the pool, and the pool's absurd. We were both like, This is so dumb, but we liked it. He was like, I he and he kept going, So Brad likes this? Oh, and he like, (laughs) No, I was like, No, no, Foster, yeah. And he, I was like, No, he doesn't like it. He's watched it like a hundred times. He's like, So he, like, for real, not just joking, likes this. I love the movie. You should watch just a minute of this to be like, Oh, you know, I in the very beginning, Psycho, Psycho, Man.
1: Animorphs looking dude is the main yes, guy yes the
0: whole thing is like a Power Rangers episode I'm telling you if, it's, if Power Rangers were allowed to like cuss and have gore this is what it would be yeah what the f*** yeah.
1: is this in it the, all the, of it's the in the ring it the ringwraiths are in it too all of
0: it's in it a big brain with eyes eating
1: oh my god there it is
0: yeah no that's a different brain there's oh another god. one there's a big giant brain that eats oh. from the table
2: alright so which of the movies you've watched oh, Train to far. Busan is uh,
0: everyone should see I it's agree. that good. It's a it's probably the Have best. Yeah. Train to the Sun is probably the best zombie movie I've ever seen. Wow. Um Strong words. because it's got I mean, it's good, good zombie right. scenes, but it's also just got a good story. Like it's it y- does. you care about the characters. You care like that's most of the horror films I'm watching, I'm like, you don't really care about any of these characters. Yeah. Like you don't care about them. So if they die, big deal. If the bad guy gets them, whatever. You don't even care most of the time. But this one, like all of them, like all the characters like are really liked them uh, and I liked the story and I heard there's a sequel which I'm interested to
2: Peninsula yeah, um, it, it, yeah. it's more of a like Gong act, use a it's a, more of a, just a an action event. movie
0: so that was the good one and I really liked It Follows uh, I really liked The Strangers, Strangers um, so I really oh, liked uh, The Fear Street 1994 I didn't watch the other two
2: I really enjoyed 1994
0: it reminded me of Scream Yes. Like a teenage. Oh, you know, the other really good one was it's a Netflix original just came out. Um, they're Inside Your House. I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list. Uh, oh, I saw that on dude, there. It's good. The it's anou- inside your house. Yeah. It's like Scream. It's like teenagers. People are dying. You don't know. I know one of you guys did it, but yeah. you don't know who. And okay. so it's yeah, kind it's, of fun. It's, it's on the list to watch this month. It's I not like scary. Yet. It's just more like, Ooh, which one of you did it? I don't know. Could have been any of you. Just like Scream.
2: All right.
1: Is that it? Is that all you got?
0: I think so. Nothing. Oh, and Squid Games. Like, I did watch that, and it was really good. Uh, Yes. And I also finished The Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) And we started The Wonder Years, the new ones. And it's really good. Like, it actually makes you feel like crap that there was so much going on in the world, but it wasn't with white people Uh, that they didn't talk about that in The Wonder Years. Like, the very first episode uh, is when Dr. King dies. And you're Uh like, Oh there was and like and you wonder years was happening at the same time but they don't talk about those kind of things that is a world shattering so it's really good and fun but it's also keeps with the spirit of wonder years just a kid trying to get through yeah. def- he's an African American kid and it's a couple of days later and all his teachers are like oh hey you don't have to do that project i know you're going through something and he- and he starts like milking, being sad. And oh he said, God. I felt really bad, but at the same time, they're letting me get Ace for free. So that's amazing. So, anyways, it's really. um. And Don Cheadle is the narrator. That's it. Probably some other ones, but I'll just quit there.
2: Do, you just quit there. Cinnamon, do you have any? for?
1: I watched that. If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power.
2: Mm, jeez. That's a lot.
1: Uh, that's on HBO Max. That's pretty good. It's all set to Halsey's music.
2: Oh, yes. Yes. That one. She hosted
0: SNL. Then or no, she was a musical desk, sorry.
2: Is it Squid is games. it all her new album, yeah. or is it all of just her stuff? Her, just her new album. Is it like
1: acoustic
0: slow? Because she did a song like that on no. SNL last week.
1: So that song is part of it, but it goes pretty well with the story. It's pretty good if you like movies like that, which I do. There's not a lot of dialogue, which I kind of like.
3: Mm.
1: watch Squid Games. I'm finishing... Um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel right now.
0: Is there a new season?
1: The season three. Oh, obviously Ted Lasso. I finished.
0: Oh, I haven't finished it yet. I think we're on the last episode. I haven't finished
2: yet
1: either. It's good. I think that's it. I think that's all I'm watching.
2: For me, I've been doing the same as Justin. The watching horror movies. I I started this a while ago. I'm doing a hundred days of horror. I started it way back in July. And in that 100 Um, days,
0: nine of them are Psycho man.
2: (laughs) No. I can only count if it's... I do rewatches and new, but if it's a rewatch, I can only count With your horror
0: friends, they probably have to make that caveat. Hey, guys, you can only watch it once. You can only do it once. Leprechaun is only one film watching.
2: (laughs) But most of the films I've been watching have been on Tubi, which is a free streaming service.
0: So you got me to do this Shutter thing, which I have liked. But now you're like,
2: yeah, screw that. I'm going even worse. Yeah, I'm going TV. And,
0: and they because they
2: have a lot of
0: psycho gore mans.
2: Bottom of the barrel. Uh they have a whole channel dedicated to full moon features which are some of my favorite.
0: Like USA up on open- Bad
2: hormone. Yes, exactly. Like that type of stuff. A couple of the highlights on Tubi one of them is called Rogue it is a killer crocodile after people I thought I was watching the Megan Fox Rogue at first because that's what the picture was in his hair but it wasn't that film it was a killer crocodile in Australia Mm. which it was it was actually a pretty good movie Crocodile (laughs) Three. another another one is a Tubi original called Swim it's just a killer shark Mm, chasing after people that yeah that's never been done before killer sharks and then my last one is i rewatched Wishmaster. i haven't seen it since it was in the theater in 1996 and i hated it then i was like oh, i'll give it another watch and i watched it and all the sequels
1: and he watched them all a fourth and fifth and sixth time what is the
0: them. Wishmaster? you make a wish and you get what you want and yeah h-
2: his whole thing he's a he's a demon or they call him a djinn and Mm. his thing is whoever summons him he has to grant them three wishes and if he can get all three wishes granted he can bring the demons to earth to take over that's that's all that i the few highlights that i have we'll be back in a couple weeks just make sure you subscribe and you'll never miss a show but until next time maybe we'll see you at the movie the soundtrack on vinyl and i listen to it all the time too like i love it
1: the soundtrack yeah on vinyl
0: i think there might be something off with you man